Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is News Fighters. Where we fight the news so you don't have to. Hello world, welcome to News Fighters for October 13, 2019. I'm your host... Dylan Behan. Now, to world politics, and for this episode, we turn to Canada, home of the power rock trio Rush, the classic album Permanent Waves by Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Rush, and of course, Toronto. Airport, as referenced by the rock band Rush in the song YYZ off their 1981 album Moving Pictures. But enough with the Rush references. Let's sound the distant early warning. October 21 is election day in Canada, and will the free will of the Canadian people choose nobody's hero Justin Trudeau, who might stick it out to win one little victory? Or will it be a farewell to kings? Might the stars look down on Conservative leader and New World man Andrew Scheer? Or will the limelight shine on the fly-by-nighters of the NDP or the Greens to carve away the stone to a sweet miracle? All I know is, time stands still with the vital signs and subdivisions of big money between the wheels. Isn't that right, Tom Sawyer Xanadu? So, the Canadian leaders debates with this week, and with all six main candidates on stage at once, needless to say... Things got a little rowdy. You want to talk about nomination papers? How about your misogynist, racist candidate? Thankfully, things were a bit more sedate at the French language debate. Okay, so let's break it down and go through the six parties trying to win the election. First of all, the Conservatives. Second biggest party in the Parliament, locked in the polls with the Liberals at around 32%. They're fighting their first election from opposition in over a decade with their new leader, 40-year-old Andrew. Andrew Scheer at the helm. A dual US-Canadian citizen, Andrew Scheer's love for Canada is, at times, almost unwavering. And I recognise that we live in one of the greatest countries, we live in the greatest country in the world. And boy oh boy, doesn't he love hammering the same right-wing soundbites like a smarmy Dollarama version of Scott Morrison. Who do you trust to leave more money in your pocket by running a government that lives within its means? With lower taxes, 
with less red tape. Tax cuts. Job number one of a Conservative government is going to be to cancel the carbon tax. But there's one particular expression he just can't get enough of. Being able to keep more of their hard-earned money right in their pocket. That's $850 right back in your pocket. And we'll put it back in the pockets of hard-working Canadians. So that we can leave more money in your pocket. To leave more money in the pockets of Canadians. So it puts more money back in your pocket. I will leave more money in your pocket. More money in your pocket. More money in your pocket. And leave more money in your pocket. To leave more money in your pocket. And of course, being Canada, he also has to say it in schoolboy French. Plus d'argent dans vos poches. Dans les poches. Dans vos poches. Man, this guy seems to love pockets a lot, but I don't think he has any idea what size pockets are. I will make sure that that $1.5 billion goes back into your pockets. $1.5 billion? Nobody has pockets that large. Jeez, you know how big the loony and toony coins are? That's going to be some bloody huge pockets you got there. Anyways, she was a teenager in the 90s, so you can probably guess what his favourite Canadian rock song of the era was. In your pocket. Oil pipelines are shaping up to be a big issue this election, and Shear is notoriously pro-pipeline. Yes, the big nation-building projects like pipelines. Which led Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to throw this at him during the French language debate. And we need to stand up to conservatives like Jason Kenney and Doug Ford and the oil barons who are supporting them. Yes, those dastardly oil barons. God, what is it like it's the 1890s in Wild West California for some reason? But who knows, Trudeau could be onto something here. I mean, Shear's speeches were starting to resemble an oil baron speech. I drink your green home renovation tax credit. I drink it up! Andrew Shearer is also very socially conservative, originally being against gay marriage and personally being pro-life. In 2005, he attacked gay marriage by saying this. As they cannot commit to the natural procreation of children, they cannot therefore be married. How many legs would a dog have if you counted the tail as a leg? The answer is just four. Just because you call a tail a leg doesn't make it a leg. And just because a smarmy conservative is called a leader does not make him a leader. And speaking of the procreation of children, Sheer is so pro-life, he's got five children of his own. But I get the feeling he might think that's too many. When your fifth comes along, it's a little bit different. Someone asked me one time about bedtime routines, and I said, well, we have a, with, with Mary, it's pretty straightforward. You know, she's, we put her down in her crib, we turn a fan on in her room, we close her door, go into our room, close our door, turn a fan on in our room. And some person said, well, is she sleeping through the night? And I said, well, I don't know, but we are, so that's kind of the most important part. <laughs> yeah, who cares about the youngest child anyway? Plenty more where that came from. Now, moving on to the current Prime Minister and Liberal leader, Justin Trudeau, who I think Koshi might have a bit of a man crush on. Now, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, ladies, is a bit of a looker, apparently. Now, don't hide your feelings, Koshi, just because Andrew Scheer doesn't like it. So Justin Trudeau has faced what seems like a record number of scandals for a first-term government, so many that Andrew Scheer struggled to even list them in his debate opening statement. Justin Trudeau only pretends to stand up for Canada. You know, he's very good at pretending things. He can't even remember how many times he put blackface on 
on. Because the fact of the matter is, he's always wearing a mask. He puts on a reconciliation mask and then fires the Attorney General, the first one of indigenous background. He puts on a feminist mask and then fires two strong female MPs for not going along with his corruption. He puts on a middle class mask and then raises taxes on middle class Canadians. Mr. Trudeau, you are a phony and you are a fraud and you do not deserve to govern this country. You can almost hear the speechwriters at a whiteboard high on coffee at midnight trying to trying to riff that one out. Yes, blackface. Yes, uh, it's like a mask. Yes, mask. Wear a mask. Wear five people. Yes, perfect. Yes. I mean, what the hell was that reference even about? I mean, who the hell wears a mask when they fire someone? If your boss puts on a mask and invites you into their office on a Friday afternoon, bloody run for your life. That's all I have to say. Uh, and, and what was the last bit of that speech? Mr. Trudeau, you are a phony. What a revelation. A politician accused of being a phony. Forget Trump's impeachment. In Canada, it's only Phonygate that's making the front page news. Trudeau's political career was fine until he got called the P-word by Andrew Scheer. I bet everyone at home was like, oh, wow, I was going to vote for that politician until that other politician called him a phony. Now I'm going to vote for that other politician that called him a phony. I know politics, and the guy who calls the other guy a phony isn't a phony. Where do I vote? Moving on from Phonygate, of course. There's been a one Trudeau scandal that the Australian media just can't seem to get enough of. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has had to issue an embarrassing apology after pictures emerged of him dressed up with a brown face. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has apologised for wearing a brown face. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is under increasing political pressure after new pictures emerged of him wearing brown face for a third time. Hmm, wonder if that was just crude oil put there by those dastardly oil barons Trudeau seems to hate so much. Justin, of course, immediately recognised the racist implications of his past actions and heartily apologised. Regardless of the context or the circumstances, is always unacceptable because of the racist history of blackface. I should have understood that then, uh, and I never should have done it. I mean, wow, what a contrast to what, say, Daryl Summers does when he's confronted with blackface. A lot of colour on this show. Yes, of course, Australia confronted its biggest blackface controversy on television 10 years ago when Hey Hey It's Saturday aired a blackfaced Jackson 5 tribute act. Now, luckily, jazz singer Harry Connick Jr. was there to be the voice of reason. Man, if they turned up looking like that in the United States... Oh, yeah. They're like, Hey Hey, there's no more show. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I prefer his 90s funk stuff to his social commentary holding up a mirror to contemporary Australian racial blind spots. But moving on, back in Canada, a member of Trudeau's own party, Judy Scrow, tried to defend Trudeau's blackface actions. Those in the black community have told me that how much more love they have for the prime minister, that he wanted to have a blackface. He took great pride in that too. And if you listen carefully, you can hear in the background Justin Trudeau shouting, Judy, stop helping! The brown face issue has dogged Trudeau so much this election campaign, it even came up when he appeared on a mummy blogger Facebook live show. Why did you paint your face brown? Ooh, um, it was something I shouldn't have done because it hurt people. Yes, that's from the new hit show Kids Say the Darndestly Politically Opportune Things. No, of course, that was from the Facebook show called New Mom Who Dis? And the host, Jesse Cruikshank, asked Trudeau all the dirty questions. Yesterday, my son pooped in the potty for the first time. That is awesome. That is Thank awesome. You. Well done. Ugh, if I wanted to watch an interview full of that much crap, 
I just watched Paul Murray interview Trump on Sky News. Mr. President, how are you? What do you want to say to your many Australian supporters? When are you coming to Australia? What's the best thing you've ever ordered from the kitchen downstairs? Mr. President, thank you, sir. Great honour. Thank you. Okay, so that's the two main political parties. Let's take a break for a minute and talk briefly about the campaign theme songs. Now, Trudeau and the Liberals are trying to channel a youthful, sunny outlook with their theme song by the indie rock band, The Strumbellas. Yes, The Strumbellas, when you want Bruce Springsteen on a Veronica's budget. Now, the Conservatives, meanwhile, got themselves a theme song written by Jim Valance, the songwriter for Canadian rocker Brian Adams. So in my mind, I thought they'd go with a really obvious song title like Tax Cuts Like a Knife, Everything I Do, I Do It for Lower Taxes, or Waking Up the Neighbours with Pipeline Construction. But instead, they went with Get Ahead. It's your choice, let's hear your voice. Yes, the lyric there, it's your choice. Bit odd from a party being led by a pro-lifer, but anyway. But if you thought the 90s rock vibes couldn't get any worse, then strap yourselves in as we listen to the official campaign theme song from the Quebecois nationalist party, the Bloc Quebecois, by singer Eric Lapointe. Funnily enough, I ran that song through Google Translate and my computer literally killed itself. Meanwhile, the third biggest party, the Social Democratic NDP, is trying to relay a message that's youthful and multicultural with its official campaign theme song by Bungie Garland. We're gonna party all night, all night. 24 parties we hit in a row. Coincidentally, 24 parties is also the number of parties running at the next Canadian election in 2023. Yes, the left of the left-wing NDP is currently polling at around 15% and is led by 40-year-old Jagmeet Singh. Wait a sec, how young are these political leaders in Canada? Meanwhile, in America, their leaders like Bernie Sanders are having heart attacks. These guys aren't even old enough to get heartburn. But back to Jagmeet Singh, who if you can't tell by his name is Irish... Sorry, Sikh. Sikh, yes. Uh, Both his parents were born in the Indian state of Punjab. So I guess you could say he's... Fully Sikh, mate. (laughs) Now, being a Sikh makes him the first visible minority leader of a major political party in Canada. Unfortunately, Canada also includes French-speaking Quebec, which just passed a popular bill called Bill 21, which prohibits public employees from wearing religious symbols on the job, like his turban. Now, this makes Quebec sound racist. And it isn't helped by people like this man who confronted Jagmeet Singh on the street in Montreal last week. You know what? What's that? You should cut your turban off and you put a little, you look like a Canadian. Oh, I think Canadians look like all sorts of people. That's the beauty of Canada. I mean, you've got to hand it to the Canadians. That's the kind of level of polite hatred towards politicians on the street that's normally reserved for Boris Johnson in the UK. Please leave my town. I will very soon. Anyway, speaking of racists, there's a new political party running this Canadian election, the right-wing People's Party of Canada, being led by former Conservative Maxime Bernier. Here he was in the debate this week. I'm saying that we must have fewer immigrants in this country. And what I'm saying about extreme multiculturalism, it is not the way to build this country. Now, am I the only one who finds it ironic to hear a guy with a thick French accent hating on multiculturalism? And then at the French language debate, 
his translator sounded like an Australian. We're the only party that dares to speak up about this. We're the only party to want to stem the tide of mass immigration. I mean, you know exactly how this happened. All the translators turn up for their shift and one of them's Australian and they go, what do we do with this guy? Oh, he sounds racist. Let's put him with the racist guy. Perfect. I also wonder if he translates the other way. Like, does he do the English language debate into French? He's like, bloody bonjour, mate. S'il vous plaît, ban the burqa. So, speaking of bad translations, the final party is the Green Party, led by Anglophone Elizabeth May, currently polling at around 10%. Now, I'm no French speaker, but it definitely sounds like her French may need some work. Nous avons pris le temps, la grande majorité du temps, avec les petites politiques, pas dans les dialogues pour aider. Yeah, I love how someone shouts out très bien, like, good work, keep it up, you're doing great, Elizabeth. I mean, I haven't heard French that bad since the American tourist scene in the movie Paris Je T'aime. Même après cinq jours, j'ai souffré de jet lag. C'était mon premier voyage à Europe. So yes, that's the six main political parties running. The two main political parties, the Conservatives and the Liberals, are tied, and the results are very much up in the air, mainly because of Canada's voting system. At election time, Canadians vote in a first-past-the-post system. That means in every riding, the candidate that collects the most votes wins a seat. Everyone else gets nothing. Critics say this has led to low voter turnout because Canadians don't feel their vote counts. Yes, Canada is quite a country of contradictions. They've got racists who are multicultural, legal weed, yet alcohol is sold in a government shop that looks like a pharmacy. And yet it's famous for having a progressive democracy, but because it has first passed the post, an appointed House of Lords, and no form of proportional representation, it really isn't that democratic. Trudeau won a majority of the seats in 2015, but with only 39% of the vote on a turnout of 68%. Conservative Stephen Harper was Prime Minister for almost 10 years and averaged about 37% of the vote. Currently, the four left-wing parties in Canada, the Liberals, the NDP, the Greens and the Bloc, combined are polling around 63%. That's almost two-thirds of the electorate that wants a left-wing government. But because of first-past-the-post... Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives could still win. It's been so frustrating over the years for those on the left in Canadian politics that at the last election, Trudeau promised to finally reform the electoral system. We are committed to ensuring that the 2015 election will be the last federal election using first-past-the-post. Trudeau and the Liberals favoured their ranked ballot, similar to our preferential system here in Australia, which means the winner is usually the least hated choice of the majority. We had a preference to give people uh, a ranked ballot so they could actually put their second choice and third choice down on the ballot uh, and therefore have every MP be at least uh, the choice of 50% of their riding. The other parties didn't want ranked ballot or preferential voting, and the Canadian public as a whole just couldn't seem to understand how it worked. It's great if you like going to the ice cream store and say, I'd like chocolate, and they say, how about vanilla? And, and you say no, and, they, and you keep going down the list until you end up with pistachio, which you'd never wanted. As opposed to your current system in Canada, where 30% vote for chocolate, 30% vote for vanilla, 5% vote for creme brulee, but everyone winds up with bloody diarrhea flavour that 35% of people voted for because of first-past-the-post. 
Without the ability to convince the other parties or the political goodwill to take it to a referendum, Trudeau had to abandon his plans for electoral reform. A difficult but necessary choice I made to set aside that promise. So while Canada won't be looking to Australia's system for voting reform anytime soon, there could be another Australian voting tradition that Canadians embrace. According to Canada's version of Stephen Colbert, Rick Mercer. How do we get more people voted and voting and engage in the democratic process? We here? were talking about this backstage a moment ago. You know, in Australia, you have to vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't find that strange. Like, it's a very radical concept here, but, you know, it's been going on in Australia for so long. There's all sorts of things that are, we are required to do as citizens. So why not be required to actually take five minutes out of your day every four years and have a say in who the Prime Minister of Canada is going to be? So in conclusion, unless they do something to reform their electoral system, introduce compulsory voting, or some political parties merge, the left and progressive parties in Canada could be looking at 10 more years of... Hey, hey, there's no more show. Okay, that's News Fighters for today, October 13, 2019. It was written and presented by me, Dylan Anir. All my Canadian friends, remember to go and vote. Everyone else listening for the first time, go back and listen to our past episodes, including our huge pilot week hosted by Australia's top comedians we just did it in the meantime write us an itunes review follow us on twitter at newsfighters pod or find us on youtube if you can thanks for listening keep fighting and bye for now this is news fighters where we fight the news so you don't have to that is awesome well done even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.